This is The Catcher with Nick and Hado. Hello, Catcher-upperers. Welcome to Friday's podcast. End of a week. Into a long weekend in Queensland, too. End of the longest week on record. That's not true. What is the longest week on record? Seven days. (laughs) (laughs) But But, do you reckon there's been like some... Before we invented the weekend. No, but do you reckon there's been like some sort of... I don't know, time anomaly where a week's gone longer or like something went wrong with the dates or like like a leap year sort of vibe where a week went long? Not because like we've, we've always measured them in 24. Like there are times when the days run longer, but the hours still stay the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess... Well, each day is 24 hours and then just the cycle changes. The, the sun's up a little bit different. So yeah, the days are different lengths, but we just doesn't matter to us. We'd keep it... So I suppose in that regard, if you probably, if you work a job that is exclusively dependent on sunlight, maybe... Yeah. That's, that's, that might be possible. Are you Googling yeah. it now? Okay, so The Longest Week is a 2014 comedy drama film written and directed by Peter Glanz. <laughs> okay. So that is The Longest Week on record. <laughs> Straight to DVD movie, it sounds. Uh, I think so. It's got two and a half stars on IMDb. <laughs> any any big names in it? Um, Jason Bateman and oh, okay. Olivia Wilde. Oh, okay. Yeah, two big names. I mean, they don't really attach themselves to great projects. Jason Bateman was in Arrested Development. Uh, yeah, that was before, very... before season four and five came out. Was regarded as one of the best series is there a of all fifth time. Season, I think so. They've really gone. They've really cooked. I don't it. even know if I've seen the fifth. Olivia season. Wilde was in. She was in House. That's how she got her start. Actually, yeah, she plays uh, House's Kane. No, she plays Thirteen, the Doctor, who's been diagnosed with Parkinson's, and she's just waiting till she dies. Why is she called Thirteen? Uh, because well, I have to, it's genuinely. I'd have to explain it to you a whole series, which I will now. So, <laughs> uh, House wanted to find a new a team. Right, so we got fifty doctors in a room and like basically tested them all and whittled that um, and just put gave them numbers because they didn't want to learn all their names. And then across most of a season, um, he whittled the team down from like fifty doctors into into like four or well, until into in, into three. Uh, and her number was thirteen, and she just got called thirteen. No one ever called her by her real name. Really, the rest of the show sounds pretty rude. Yeah, it is. Uh, House doesn't respect women generally, except Cuddy. But even then, he's a bit Cuddy, of a dog. Cuddy's a woman, obviously. Yeah, she's the uh, Dean of Medicine at Princeton Plainsboro Teaching Hospital in New Jersey. Yeah. You have too much time, man. Yeah. Actually, you know what? House isn't a good guy. He's a genius, but he's... T- no, well, he's he seems... Tortured. I've never seen the show, but he appears to be like one of those guys that's a bit on the spectrum in yeah. terms of... Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And he just doesn't really respect people. Yeah. Lacking social skills, I would say. Yeah. But he knows it, so he doesn't, he doesn't care. Which almost makes it worse. Mm, but he's in pain a lot too. That's how. That's why he acts he's got a Viking addiction. Well, yeah, because his leg. He had surgery. He had experimental surgery on his leg to remove some dead tissue. Now his leg's always in extreme pain. That's why he took painkillers, and that's why he got addicted to painkillers. Oh, right. So then but he when, still, does he operate, or does he just say, "Hey, this is what's wrong"? Uh, is he a surgeon, or is he just a? He's mostly diagnoser. a diagnostician. <laughs> Uh, is that true? Yeah, that's true. Diagnostician. Yeah, so he does a, a diagnosing a extremely rare... Well, not extremely rare. Just It happens to always be extremely rare medical conditions <laughs> or just crazy stuff. Yeah, right. Uh, he doesn't usually operate. Sometimes he does. <laughs> he forces his way into the operating He theater. does that all the time. Does he really? Like, <laughs> yeah, he actually all the time. Like, you shouldn't be in here. He I've got to be in here. He does, Like, once a season, he, he kicks down the door to the OR and goes... Hey, one time, <laughs> no one knew. This is a good one. And then I'll stop talking about house. Okay. <laughs> Hugh Laurie's greatest uh, work. Okay, so one time, no one could figure out what was wrong with this patient. 
and they're about to like remove her liver or something, like yeah. do some major surgery. Then House had an epiphany last minute, ran into the OR, kicked down the door, put on some gloves real quick. Put, put her liver back in. Put on a face mask and then goes, give me the knife, takes the knife from the surgeon, cuts open her um, abdomen, cuts open her intestines and pulls out one of the world's longest tapeworms. And that's what was wrong with her. Wow. <laughs> and he found out last minute, saved her kidneys or her liver or whatever they thought it was. Huh. Yep. Unlucky for that tapeworm. Yeah, one of the nearly the world's biggest. Are tapeworms bad? Yeah, they're not good, man. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of the time as well, like people actively put tapeworms in themselves, which is crazy. Yeah, but a lot of parasites just live in people. Like it's very possible you have a tapeworm or a parasite like just living just in your muscle, where it'll just never really grow or oh. become anything and never be an issue, and the parasite won't really do anything. That's nice. It's only an issue if it goes to your brain, just coincidentally, but it probably won't. It's, it's kind of freaky to think about. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, what's the, have we said anything <laughs> on television? We've been talking for five minutes about House, which I think is what the people want. Yeah. Uh, today on the show, Nick. <laughs> today, speaking of good shows. Yes, today, actually, speaking of tapeworms, something very similar to a tapeworm, a Japanese eel. I'd say they're one and the same. It'd be, you'd be getting them confused all the time. Uh, unsu- well, actually, probably surprisingly... They are really down in the dumps about coronavirus. I feel like there's, that's an animal that's down in the dumps most of the time. No, it's they're, a sad they're happy animal. go lucky, the eels, um, but not at the moment. But Skipping there, everywhere. There is a way we can help. If you're listening to this podcast, there is a way you probably you can help. If you get the, get to it in time. Uh, yeah. Which is everything. A few days away. you got, yeah. you got time. Uh, also, on today's episode, we've got uh, a bit of Hit Street coming Oh, yeah, the world's best soap opera. Which isn't a house. Which is medical drama. Mm-hmm. Different types of shows. <laughs> Another episode of Hit Street. For Although me. there was a character in Hit Street who seemed strangely like House, and his name was Doctor ha- uh, Home or something. <laughs> that was a while ago. You have to go catch up if that means yeah, nothing. Right. To you. Uh, if, if you've, even if you heard it, that would still mean nothing to you. <laughs> and uh, we touch on a woman in Gracemere who really should not be a pet owner. No, pretty horrible story. Actually, yeah, actually just a complete or one eighty from where we've been at on the house stuff, which mm. is fun, lighthearted. This uh, is a bad woman. Yeah. Bad lady. Uh, all that and more coming up on today's podcast. Get up with Nick and Hato on hit. Nick, um, I think people are going to be mad about this. Sure. Uh, something we all did as kids. Something kids, I hope, are still doing now. And they probably still are doing now. One of the best bits about being a kid, I think. Yeah, right. And is being slammed. It's being taken away from us. Uh, having an all-nighter when you have friends over for a sleepover. No, no one can take that away from us. I think the, the thrill of it is people try to take it away from you. Your mum's like, you can't stay up all night. And I'm going to say, I can stay up all night. And but, I will, mum. Bloody watch me. And you get up to, up to four and you go, this was a mistake. I'm sorry, <laughs> mum. I feel horrible. No. <laughs> no, I'm talking about licking the bowl. All right. The best bit about baking. I mean, uh, I'm... Me and my girlfriend Lucy are probably going to make cookies later today, and I'm definitely going to make lick the bowl. That's, That's what I'm going to do. Good for you. That's your right. But uh, a doctor in Melbourne has absolutely slammed it, saying kids should not be licking the bowl because it's dangerous. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe if your bowl's like serrated or something. <laughs> How's that dangerous? I don't understand. Uh, the concern is not knife bowls, like you're saying. Uh, no, it- I mean, I, you could have a sharp lip to the bowl. I don't think you have serrated bowls. What if you clip? <laughs> yeah, if it's stainless steel. What if you clip your head on the way down? If sure. You, if then your kids are dunced, then who There cares? are the physical dangers of doing anything, I sure. guess, of the risk. But the main thing is the raw ingredients in it. Now, everyone thinks that the main scary ingredient is the raw egg, which is, you can be concerned about um, because you can get salmonella from yeah. r- eating raw eggs, right? That's just something that can happen. Sure. That's the popular one. Uh, but the doctors are saying that that's not even the main concern I have. That's not it? the concern. 
Serrated the actual, edges. It's not, no, she's saying, no, serrated edges, fine. <laughs> raw <laughs> eggs, them. not too bad. The main ingredient, and I didn't even know this, but apparently raw flour. Oh, for some reason, for you? Apparently, apparently raw flour is just, like, there's a good chance, not a good chance, but there is a chance that it has E. coli in it, which is, like, pretty, pretty bad for you. <laughs> Interesting. You know, is, this strikes me as, like, one of those real classic headlines of, like, yeah, having flour could be worse than having five cigarettes a day. Yeah, but I mean, if you had E. coli, probably worse than the five cigs a day, right? I mean, you'd think so. Who cares, though? I mean, kids are, <laughs> what kids do you are mean? Gonna, people are still going to keep doing this. Yeah, 100%. And like, she we is grew getting, up doing this. Yeah, she is getting absolutely slammed as well. The whole internet. It's one of those rare times where the internet really comes together. Yeah, that's um, kind of nice. To tell a doctor to piss off. <laughs> yeah. We'll do what we want. Thank you very much. E. coli or not. I got Facebook. Keep up with Nick and Hado on Facebook. Search Hit Central Queensland. Saw this story in the Morning Bulletin, uh, which is Rocky's paper, uh, yesterday, and it pissed me off a little bit, Hado. I think that anyone across Central Queensland, across the world even, actually, would hear this and get a bit riled up, Uh, especially if you're a big fan of animals, which I think most of us are. Mm -hmm. Big fan of dogs, especially. Yeah. I mean, how can can anyone not like dogs? I'm allergic to dogs. I'm allergic to dogs, and I (laughs) like dogs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a good spot to be in. Dogs are great. Uh, which is why when you see behaviours where people have a dog and they take that responsibility on it and they don't do uh, anything remotely close to looking after that dog, mm. that makes me angry. Yeah. You know, that's like something that gets drilled into you uh, when you're younger or even if you only have a dog when you're, you know, you get a bit older. They go like, you know what, a dog's not just for Christmas. No. You've got to be committing to it. So uh, the reason why I bring this up, uh, woman in Greysmere, She's fronted Rockhampton Magistrates Court this week for a charge of failure to provide appropriate accommodation or living conditions and failure to provide appropriate treatment for injury for her dog. And that's a fancy way of saying she's a bit of a crap owner. Right. What does that mean, though? What is it? Is it just like a dog in a cage for a bit? Well, what she's done, uh, she has a little staffy, which hits home because I've got my little staffy, Alan, also. Sure. Immediately, I think of her in that situation. But yeah. uh, her staffy, she has just had tied up in her backyard mm. next to the barbecue for a little while and there's not next to any bed bit of a dirty condition so bad in fact that the dog uh, the tail has gotten infected and the dog has tried to chew its own tail off wow and um i think i guess concerned neighbors flagged Jeez. this with rspca and said hey this is something we're worried about would mm. you mind having an investigation uh they got notified and then they went and inspected and Obviously, you know, they put the dog in with vets and the dog had to have its tail amputated Hmm. because this lady has just completely ignored the dog. Really done. I don't don't even understand why you would want a dog if you're going to leave it tied up in the backyard all day. It's in the backyard. Why do you need to leave it tied up? Like, maybe they've got holes in the fence. Fix it up. A dog should be able to have somewhere to run around. Yeah. There are, like, a few people that just think it's fine just to have a dog tied up all the time, just its whole life is spent on a, like, you know, bit of chain in the yard. What's the point? So look, RSPCA, they've taken the dog and they've put it through and they've, you know, they looked good. after it a little bit. Um, the dog's all right. Dog is dog is okay now yeah, for the time be being. And I say the time being because uh, the lady she got fined six thousand dollars in a variety of different fines 6, 000, okay. for poor uh, care of the dog, which you know a yeah. fine is good to some degree. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing that really pisses me off here is that she's been given the dog back. Really, like the dog the dog that was give, left in such a poor living environment. That it actually had to chew its own tail off because it was like it was so, in such pain because of this infection wow. that the, the owner did not seek treatment for. Actually, they've just given it back to. They're it. like, yeah, you can have it back. Why? That's because that's how the system works, apparently. Oh, man, which is just awful to hear. Um, you can find more details of this at the Morning Bulletin. Um, 
some pretty graphic pictures. So, you know, maybe have your breakfast beforehand. Mm. Uh, RSPCA um, have realized that this probably isn't the way we wanted things to go. No. Uh, RSPCA Queensland Prosecutions Inspector uh, Tracy Jackson has said that they're disappointed that this young dog was returned to the place where he experienced the trauma of having to chew off his own tail when his owner provi- uh, failed to provide this treatment. So apparently the lady, um, who, whose name we do have, we're, I, we're not going to say it here, but um, she tried to get a loan to try and get the vet treatment. When the loan got rejected, she just did a bit of, oh, well. Right. Moving on. Yeah. So anyway, got the dog back. Dog seems fine at the moment, but I mean, I you know I think history has a sort of a tendency to repeat itself in Definitely. these situations. Yeah, like yeah. I can't imagine this dog is going to have a great life. So I'm well, just, hopefully she's learned a lesson. You know, fingers crossed. Mm. Um, nothing can be uh, done at this stage. But if you see a little staffy with a chewed off tail, maybe slip it a treat if you're going for mm. a walk. Get up with Nick and Hado on CQ's hit. Right now, though, let's flick those mics up next to the tally that we have in the studio. Mm-hmm. Let's turn the tally on and uh, watch our favourite soap opera in the world. Yes, Hit Street. Now, last week, ended in a huge cliffhanger for something different. Yeah. Actually, wait, no, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> for something different. Yeah, are they? So it was our main character, Richie McGrabbins, and Zoe Keeper, the zookeeper. Yeah. Oh my God, I just got that. Oh, that's so clever. <laughs> the writers of this show are insanely talented. Uh, and uh, they rode off into the sunset on a gorilla. Yes. A gorilla helped them escape a big evil man. Uh, he was going to put him in a grinder. They, yeah, they escaped from a meat grinder on a conveyor belt. I'm going to get eaten, I imagine. But I'm not sure where they're going to go next. Because they, yeah, well, they escaped... Now that it's hanging out. Right off into the sunset. Where do we pick up our heroes, I suppose you'd call mm. them? Right, we'll flick the tally on. Let's find out. Um, Wrong channel. No. Is this it? Oh, no, this is it. Mystery. Betrayal. It's all just another day on Hit Street. Quick, pick us up, Queenie, and take us away. <laughs> well said, Queenie. <laughs> you haven't hurt the last of me. Thank you, Queen Kong. Richie and I owe you our lives. <laughs> Zoe, welcome. Not bad for a little odd monkey, hey, Queenie? <laughs> Where will you live without the zoo, though, Queenie? <laughs> Maybe Queenie go home. Mm, now that sounds good. Where's home? <laughs> in the forest. That's right. We found her in the forest that borders awfully close to the city, but she lives deep in there. Well, let's get going then. This is taking forever. How can we speed this up? You could try and swing from tree to tree like Queenie or... Never mind, I found a boat. Boat go fast. Get home sooner. Good idea, Richie. How fast and safe. Let's go. Why is that water getting louder? Waterfall. What was that, Queenie? Waterfall. I think she said... Wait, what? Look up, Richie. There's a waterfall and we're heading right for it. Say what? Wow. They are in big trouble now. Another life-threatening situation. They're about to go over the top of a waterfall. Wow. How did they get a boat again? Did they just find a boat? Yeah, I guess boats just sort of litter the rivers. Okay. Wherever they are. That makes sense. Where are they? Uh, I don't know. Because what I like about the show, it's a bit ambiguous. You never really know. Have they addressed where they are? I don't think so. Well, they, they used to live on Hit Street. Another in the forest. <laughs> well, hopefully more what is a, revealed. What a diverse landscape. Yeah, it we is. We can just go from the metropolis to a forest. <laughs> Hit Street with Turns next week. Instagram. Instagram's telling me everything. Nick 
and Hado are on Instagram. Follow at HitCQ. Nick, uh, in these trying times, you know, sometimes you see the best in humanity, you know? Yeah, I suppose there's been a lot of nice stories that have come out because of coronavirus. Hey? People really coming together to help each other out, but there is one group that has been left behind. Sure. But, that? Well, I can tell you, CQ can help out, all right? Because there are some Japanese eels who are very lonely right now, and they need our help. Is this a euphemism? No. Like, is this a little sneaky double entendre? Like, you know, look at my Japanese eel. <laughs> Needs a bit of help. <laughs> Certainly not. No, okay, I'm just checking because these... why do we why do we care about eels? Because I'll, I'll tell you why I should care about eels because they're lonely right now. And so these are eels in a aquarium in Tokyo, right? Sure. And they're garden eels, so they look like grass. I don't know if you've seen these, but they're these eels. They hang out in these big groups and they bury most of their body in the sand and just stick oh, their yeah. head and most of their body out. They look like a batch of kelp that's yeah. just like hanging around in the water. It looks like a patch of grass, and then yeah. you sort of swim close and you go, "Oh no, it's they've all got faces and it." It's kind of actually pretty creepy. Yeah. Uh, but gross. what's happening because of the lockdown at the moment, people aren't able to go to the aquarium, and these eels they live in this big group in the in the aquarium. Yeah. And they're scared of people now because they've forgotten what humans look like. Well, how can we help with that if they're a bunch of scaredy cats? Well, here's the thing: because Keep the cats away from because them. they were used to seeing lots of faces crowding their you know the aquarium, their little Everyone, the cage, right? A bit of an ogle. Yeah. Uh, but now when the Keepers walk past, they go, oh, what is that? And they freak out. And freaking out for these eels is not good for their health. Uh, it changes how they interact with each other. It's not good for their heart. And they mm. get injured when they're scrambling. Um, so what they need is for people to FaceTime the eels. They've got their own little iPhones, do they, each they, eel? They, not each eel. But, uh, and this is how CQ can help as well. So in a couple of days, uh, the 3rd to the 5th of uh, May, um, we can dial in to these. You have to have an iPhone. It's FaceTime. There are five iPads, I assume, just sticky taped to the outside of the aquarium, on the outside of the glass. Mm. And people can call up and just FaceTime these eels. And what that's going to do is these eels are now, they're going to be used to different faces all the time and they'll eventually stop freaking out. Yeah, right. Bit of a one-sided conversation if you're FaceTiming the eels. I can't imagine, imagine they have much to say. Um, oh, by the way, these are called, uh, in Japan, they're called Chinanago eels, which yep. means dog face eels because they look, they kind of have the face of a pug. They have that real like stuffed up, scrunched up nose. Bad marketing move from this. Uh, aquarium, you should just try and trick people into FaceTiming dogs. They'd be more what interesting. Are you no, you can FaceTime a dog any day you want. Yeah. When's the last time you had the opportunity to FaceTime a Japanese eel? Oh, no one's going to take it. Every, they, 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 they what? They've had to make five different iPads with five different email addresses. And if you want it, by the way, it's helpchin001 at gmail.com and then helpchin002, etc. to yeah, five. Depending on which chin you'd love to speak to. Oh, well, there's like a hundred of them. There's like a huge tank of this weird grass with faces because there's these freaky eels that are a bit lonely at the moment. Do you want to do it? Would you like to FaceTime these eels with me early next week? Mm. On the the hierarchy of good animals. Yeah. You know, dogs up there, obviously. Yeah, but dogs, everyone's got a dog. Yeah. You can just... You know, there's, there's a reason time. why no one has an eel. Crap animal. <laughs> no, it's because they're scared it's all fine. the time. I don't care if they're so lonely. I want to keep why not? You want to keep an eel lonely in these trying They've times. They've got each other. You're absolutely heartless. That was the Nick and Hato catch-up. Listen live weekdays from 6am on HITS.